This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss and now coming to you live from atop the goldenrod city radio tower it's the one the only puckle tcg cast Hello, 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 and welcome to the 89th episode of the Puckle TCG Cast with your host, Basket. Today we're going to talk about trainer cards, more specifically, ones we miss from previous rotations and ones we want to leave or never return. With me today, I have the standard deviation of the summation notation, R Sigma. Hey, I'm here. And, cuando se va de podcast, triste mi pongo, sublime manic. Sabes que yo también me siento triste cuando me voy, you know? <laughs> I feel that. How have you guys been? Good. You know why? It's Snap. It's Pokemon Snap. Pokemon Snap go and save the world, cure depression, and world hunger. <laughs> mm, Snap is much better than I expected. It's so good. I'm obsessed. I've been kind of fighting with myself because I, I, I do want to buy it, but at the same time, I'm like, look, man, uh, it's not a mainline series game, and you have other responsibilities. <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. For me... I would rather have Pokemon Snap than Diamond Pearl Remakes, and that's just me. That's I mean, just me. I waited 20 years for this game, okay? <laughs> so, I have a confession to make. I never actually beat Diamond and Pearl, and I was really, I was actually really excited for them to remake it, and then when they said they weren't going to remake it, like a while ago, um, when everybody, you know, everybody was expecting it, because, mm-hmm. yeah, I was actually, I was actually kind of upset about it. And then now that they remade it, I'm like, wow. Uh, maybe I didn't want it. Yeah, you got, maybe I didn't want it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's and good. It's just, I mean, it's the graphics. It, right? Same. Uh, I'm there with you. I'm there with I you. Don't hate I don't I don't like it. I mean, like, if people are into it, I'm very happy for them. And I'm not, like, against them, but I'm not into them. Well, like, if they would have done the ones from the, the, uh, the remake of, what was it, Link's Awakening, that mm-hmm. would have been beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Even more toy-like, essentially. Yeah, because it yeah it looks like it looks like you're playing in a world that's completely made out of clay, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a much more like artistic expression of that sort of thing, as opposed to 
what we got. <laughs> yeah, something a little more stylistic, like where it looks like you're playing a diorama or something like that. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the well, let's not get into that. I I can talk that about part. That too long. And this is not about that. This is no. not about that. I'm no. just saying, Pokemon Snap has been having me very entertained, and will continue to have me very entertained for a long time to come. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I want you all to close your eyes, take a deep breath, feel the sun on your skin, the sand between your toes, and let that cool summer breeze ruffle those luscious locks as we visit. Topical Beach. Grab your ice-cold Corsola Cola and pull up a chair. It's time for Tropical Beach. Alright, so we're back, and we're going to start with the ones that we miss. And I'm going to go ahead and start with Guzma, which, if you guys are new, it's basically the funky Lysander. Or, I guess it's Boss's Orders now. Yeah. You get to choose which Pokemon the opponent would switch into the active, but you also have to switch one of your active as well. This was a really fun shakeup to the standard um, uh, Lysander, and it worked well with a few decks at the time. There's actually a deck or two right now that it would probably work well with, right? I was going to say, yeah, Urshifu and like Dragapult V before you evolve it to the VMAX both do more damage if it enters the active that turn. So, yeah. How did you guys feel about the Guzma? Plus, any deck that has something with zero retreat cost, it just gives you a lot of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. When it originally came on the format, I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah. But that was just because I didn't I didn't understand everything that it could do. You know, oh, yeah. How useful it actually was. I remember being disappointed and seeing it. It's like, it's not quite boss's orders. And then it's like, oh, no, it's, it's better than boss's orders in a lot of cases. All right. And we will move on to the next one, Sigma. Yeah, let's talk about... <laughs> battle compressor which was a team flare gear for anyone who remembers the three sets those were in (laughs) (laughs) and yet we all do because everyone uses battle compressor oh it's such a strong card and expanded yeah all it does is say search your deck for three cards and put them in the discard pile and that's all it does but oh boy is it powerful strong for decks like night march or mad party nowadays because you don't play night march anymore sad but (laughs) (laughs) it's the same thing with more a higher power ceiling so it was in the format at the same time as vs seeker which is one of the most powerful item cards we've ever seen truly oh my god vs seeker uh you get to play one of trainer cards and be able to get them whenever you want with that powerful card like basket's going to talk about it next but it's a very powerful card it gets rid of cards you don't need for matchups that's another thing Paddle Compressor does. It's like, oh, these cards are useless in this matchup. Let's toss them out. So I never have to top deck them. Yeah, it was incredibly, incredibly helpful. Like, not only did it help decks like Night March and Vespa Quinn and now Mad Party, but it was just like, it was just like, okay, I need to get this card. What do I do? Okay, I can thin my deck right now. Mm-hmm. Like, these are not important to me. This is, you know, the last few turns of the game. I need to get what I need right now. And I know there's one in there. Let's thin the herd. <laughs> I mean, it basically lets you pay, play with a much smaller deck size, which increases consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With Battle Compressor. And that's that's without the next card, which made it even better. Go ahead, Sublime. For sure. So we got to talk about VS Seeker. Oh, you know, I once pulled a secret rare VS Seeker, and I'm so sad I can't use it oh, in standard. Wow. Yeah, it was the, like, <laughs> uh, the different coloration. Yeah, the golden one. 
Yeah, I have a gold via Seeker on TCGO. I love it. Anyway. I think it was from Soaring Skies or whatever it was, the mm-hmm. Shaman set. So, like, mm-hmm. sometimes you accidentally opened it when you were going for Shaman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, ba- all it does is it puts a support card, for a supporter from your discard into your hand. And that is so huge because... You could run four of it, and all of a sudden, the supporter game for deck building was so different during that format. You only oh, really God. needed one of anything that was like a tech, like get out, like for situations, like Pokemon Ranger. Exactly, it's like oh, mm-hmm. You really only need to run one. You battle compress it, and you could use it for four times essentially. Oh, teammates too. Oh, there were so many good things to do with VS Seeker. But I've actually heard some uh, people. I, I love it. I love it. I get it. It's so convenient. I've seen some like like more pro-ish kind of players complain about it, saying that it um, makes it a format where skill matters less. Eh. And I'm like, I, I guess if that's like something you care about, uh, which I guess some people do. But it's so convenient. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It's a great engine. Yeah, ugh, it was it was great to play. Yeah, and in in Legacy they had Junk Arm, which mm. was discard two cards and then search the discard pile for a trainer card and show it to your opponent and then put it into your hand. And that was like, I mean, I never played with it obviously because I was not playing the Legacy. That reminds me of a base set card, but I forget what it's called. I believe I believe it. I don't know if it was base set necessarily, but like it was a very 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 early card. It because it, it just said. Uh, trainer card on it i think yeah there was a uh it was item finder item finder could have been it yeah yeah i think it might have been item finder i think that was like a base set or like jungle and fossil type era card yeah so it's good to see how they reinterpret those yeah and i thought like honestly i think this is kind of a uh um junk arm if they brought it back i think it would be a little bit uh like i, I would actually really like that you know being able to thin your hand and then search for a trainer card so it doesn't have to necessarily be a supporter. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it it opens it up a little bit and then it also has a cost, but the cost could also help you too. So I kind of like I kind of like cards like that. Oh, yeah. Junk Arb is super good in any format it's allowed in. I mean, they reprinted sure. it essentially as a powered down A spec. That's how powerful it was, right? It's very strong. Yeah, because Dowsing Machine exists. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to talk about something that I was actually excited to find out. These are also, well, I I think they're Legacy, or no, 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 they were in, I think they were like during the fourth gen cards, but they had trainer card TMs. The player mm. would attach the technical machine to an eligible Pokemon, and it was eligible based on the correct typing, and they would use that attack, and then the TM would be discarded. I think it would be really cool for them to, I mean, we kind of have the same sort of idea with the scrolls, but I would like this to be a regular thing that was based on typing you know so like any fire pokemon could have this tm card mm-hmm. there didn't they try doing it with uh they did something similar with z crystals, crystals. the z crystals as well yeah. yeah yeah well yeah that was uh that was like what were they doing uh that might have been with moves like if you had a certain yeah. move yeah you could use it yeah. it was move based it's like yeah. if you have air slap. if you have tackle right right that or drag yeah, yeah. I, there were only three and the other one was yeah. a dragon move and nobody used it because like dragons already have such a such a weird requirement to want to play it anyway, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah but yeah i think the utility of like one-off tm uses or you know obviously there would be ways around it with like if you could pull from your discard pile but yeah i think the utility of like extra statuses or different pokemon that normally wouldn't be able to have a reasonable attack 
I think that's something that could shake up the meta in a really fun way, you know? Like, maybe yeah. you have a Pokemon out there that you're like, okay, well, crap, I can't let my main attacker die, so you switch that out there, and then, bam, you draw uh, a TM, and you're like, oh, man, this is game-changing, you know? And you can, like, knock it out for the... Like, that's that's fun. That's really cool to me. I mean, if you think about it, Genesect EX basically had to do something that was also the equivalent of this. And it won Worlds, like, three times! <laughs> it had to do that with A-Specs. So you True. got one. True. You got one. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a concept that they keep, like, trying in different ways, and it would be good for them to... Yeah, I think that would be cool for them to explore more consistently. We have scrolls right now. Those are kind of similar. Yeah. I think they're better than Z-Crystals were, that, for sure. That's that's fair. I mean, that's not a high bar, though. <laughs> yeah. But I'm 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 most excited for it to be just like purely based on typing though, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that's what I thought was so cool about them. Yeah. Limiting it to one Pokemon or only Pokemon with certain moves or something like that. Like that I don't know. That that doesn't open it up the way that would be fun. I don't mind it being archetype based or type based. I don't mind single strike and rapid strike being the prerequisite, right? Like that's fine. But I'd like to see other types of uh, decks get cards like similar in function. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. But like, I think that's an easier way than worrying about like giving a certain type this po- this attack. Right? It's like yeah. everything of this type gets this attack. It's like, oh, well, you can't make it too strong, or it's just too good. Right? It's a concern. So, like, I understand hesitancy there. Yeah, I get that. At the same time, though, like, I don't know. I I think it would make it would it would, it would shift things up exponentially i think because then you could have uh um or like maybe it has to replace one of the um one of the attacks on the like the the, it replaces the top attack or the bottom attack or something like Mm -hmm. that and that could be a good way to uh kind of even it out yeah Uh, let's move on to a specs yeah a specs were a fun like second half of gen 5 mechanic i believe is where they first showed up and what they do is you only have one of this card type in your entire deck so it was even more restrictive than Prism Stars. Were. Yeah, Prism is, you can have one copy of that card. A-Specs is, your deck can only have one A-Spec. Yeah. There were a few, like, eh ones. Like, there were a lot of eh ones. <laughs> like, both Chiron forms got items. Uh, no one cared. Genesect got an equipment. It used that. I don't think anyone used Rocky Shield or whatever as much. But uh, the good ones yeah, were like, I never even heard of that one. <laughs> so <laughs> Computer Search was the best one. Without question. Computer Search was the best one. Yeah, because you could put it in any deck and it would be good. Yeah. Computer Search might have been too good. Nowadays, Cyclone Scoop Up gets to see a little more play because with VMAXs and tag teams taking so much damage, just scooping it up lets you stop your opponent from getting three prizes and you let something else go out into the active. So that one's seeing more play nowadays. Dowsing Machine, always strong, lets you discard two cards. And it is any supporter or any uh, trainer card from your discard. Okay. I looked it up. It's trainer. So it is good. (laughs) It's strong. Uh, They probably did it because Junkar might have been in like, it might have been in a format with it. Oh, yeah. That's why it might have had to change the name to it. Mm -hmm. Because Junkarm was probably, I I know Junkarm's online, so it was in Heart Gold Soul Silver sets. So there might have been a standard where they were together. Master Ball let you go find any Pokemon. No requirements, no questions, no discard. Or Life Do was a tool that Sableye abused and expanded for the longest time until it was finally banned, which reduced the number of prizes you took. Life Do was awesome, yeah. 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 I, I loved Life Do. I would have it on my Vespaquin deck 
because <laughs> everybody at the time was running EXs and it was like, I don't know, like it was, it was fun to just be like, <laughs> it's like they were, they would have such a hard time going up against, you know, my one prize deck and they would just be like, oh yeah, actually you don't get a prize this time. <laughs> but yeah, Aspects were just a really fun archetype and it let you add spice, a powerful spice that was fairly limited. So I enjoyed them. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't completely uh, oppressive. Yeah, they were your ace. It was cool. It was like, oh, I got my yeah. ace back. That's like a powerful card. It's exciting. Yeah, they're exciting to draw. They're exciting to play. They're usually going to do something. I mean, if you're only allowed one, obviously they 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 scale them in terms of power pretty well well for that most of the time. Yeah, except for carrier items. Yeah, no, but it's okay because Genesect, you know, he be carrying their weight for them. I think there was some kind of potion too. Master potion. No, it was a uh, yeah. It was a. Uh, it basically healed everything. Yeah, it was a max potion. No, it wasn't yeah. max. Was it max? Was it gold potion? Yeah, it might have been called like gold potion or something because it just healed you entirely. No questions asked. No punishment. But you only got one. It wasn't like max potion. Right. Yeah, because max potions had like drawbacks, and this was a no questions asked full heal. Yeah, all the healing. Yeah, max potion was uh, kill all the energy on your Pokemon to play it. Which, uh, to me, never, ever, ever, ever made me want to ever play that card. <laughs> I mean, low attack requirement Pokemon were worth using it on. Hey, Sublime. Yes. You want to talk about the Toad Gun? Uh, yeah, let me talk about when I wake up and choose violence. It's called Hypnotoxic <laughs> Laser. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a very cantankerous, hateful, unkind card. Um... <laughs> But it's not crushing or enhanced hammer, so it's not like I'm that bad, okay? <laughs> Hypnotoxic laser was from the plasma era, which is one of my favorites. Plasma freeze is one of my favorite sets of all time in terms of art. I love a theme, and all the cards are frozen. But uh Hypnotoxic Laser, what it did was it poisoned your opponent's active, so you could use an item to inflict a status condition, which is fabulous. But on top of that, you flipped a coin, and if... It was a heads, they were also put asleep. So you guarantee one status, and you have a 50% shot at inflicting two statuses with an item! That's bonkers. Uh, there's, it's really unique. And at the time, uh, Verbank City Gym was a card in the same format. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Verbank City Gym, of course, would boost poison damage by 20. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, you're inflicting guaranteed 30 damage if you have Verbank and Hypnotoxic Laser. It was really big for math. It was really uh, opened up a lot of unique status strategies. We know everyone always wants to try and make poison work. This was a big part of that, and I miss it. I miss it. It was fun. I mean, it's like the best flippy card there's ever been, right? Yeah. Because it does something regardless is the thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, you always get poison. You always get poison, and yeah. that's fine. I'm amazed we haven't seen another item in a long time where it's just like, yeah, poison your opponent. Like, it doesn't need the flip for sleep and i think it would probably see a little bit of play right there was a they might be hesitant because there was a lot of hate for hypnotoxic laser plus verbank and then you'd have the the seismitoad and uh, yeah. seismitoad goal bats or sorry seismitoad bats and then so it'd be like he would hit you for 30 it was it was like it was like the death of a thousand cuts you know it was like he'd hit you for 30 i think it was 30 or 50 with like a muscle band oh yeah that's right 50 with muscle band and then your opponent couldn't use item cards on their next turn. I loved that Seismitoad. I miss that Seismitoad. It was awesome. 
The Cavalti is close, not the same. Though. But it was, oh yeah, it, nothing's ever been quite like it. Like you can set up the turn one Vicavolt, but it it takes work, unlike Seismitoad did. It's like oh, just slap a DCE on and you're good to go. Yeah. All right. So we will now move on to the ones that we want to leave or ones we want never to return, and we'll start with Reset Stamp. Everybody playing the TCG knows what Reset Stamp does now, but just in case you're new or you just like listening to the podcast because I'm your favorite person ever, your opponent shuffles their hand into their deck and draws a card for each of their remaining prize cards. So this one is troublesome. Yes. Because uh, it basically, if your opponent is ahead, like it can help you with a really cool comeback, but a lot of games uh, you're trading. So... If you put it down at the right time, you're basically just, like, kneecapping the opponent, essentially. Uh, so, I I, I don't know if I hate this more than I hate, like, a turn one Marnie from them. Like, if you go first <laughs> and you get turn one Marnie on their first turn, it's like... Hateful. Hateful. It's, it's like red it's card. <laughs> it's like red card. It's like... <laughs> I wish N was here. I wish both of those cards were out and we had N instead because N is N feels fair, right? Yeah. N was a very fair card. Yes, it was annoying when you were when you were ready to go on your next turn and your opponent's just like, Oh, hey, I'm pretty sure that you're gonna beat me, so I'm gonna N and just, you know, put it up to Arceus to you know, decide the victor, basically. <laughs> right? It's like and even Ace Trainers was semi fair, right? I liked Ace yeah. Trainers. You could only play it if you were behind on prizes, but both players would shuffle. Player that was ahead got three cards. The player behind got six cards. And that that's a that was a semi-balanced card, though I think N was still better. Yeah, Reset Stamp is just because it's a card for each of their remaining prize cards is more terrifying than N ever was because it's like... I mean, it's N in an item form, so they still get to play another supporter that turn, right? Exactly. And yeah, and they get less because N N was it was you, you shuffle and draw six every time. No, no, it shuffled and they would get however many prizes. Oh, you're right. They had. Oh my gosh. So what it's a double edged oh sword. You're, like if oh, you're doing yes, well, yes. N does worse. But at the beginning of the game, it doesn't punish them like Marnie does. It's like, oh yeah, we both have six cards in hand. That's fine. Yes, yes. Whereas Marnie's like, no, you go down to four, and those cards that you drew aren't the cards you're going to be drawing. That was like, oh. All right, let's move on to. I think Sigma's most hated card in the format right now. Yeah, Crushing Hammer. That's fair. That's very fair. Uh, Crushing Hammer with the heads is like, oh, okay. I, it's like, I gotta, mm. I gotta be real lucky to win this game now, just for a fifty-fifty chance. It's like, oh, cool. It's bad luck. It brings bad as like factors of luck into the game. So the thing is, I don't think it's a bad card to have in a format, right? Like, it's a bad card to be popular in a format because it just feels bad. I prefer, like, I wish they'd do more stuff like Enhanced Hammer instead of Crushing Hammer. I think Enhanced Hammer is perfectly fine. It's like Exactly. I like Enhanced Hammer. If they're being greedy and playing Special Energy. Exactly. There's counterplay. Crushing Hammer you can't do anything about. Exactly. And it feels bad, man. <laughs> uh... What I think the real issue with Crushing Hammer is right now is that there's so many ways to refill your hand without supporters, and you get benefits for having a low hand size. It's like, oh, okay, I play the Crushing Hammer if I get Tails. Oh, well, I get to draw an extra card on my Crobat, or I was going to discard it anyway with Dedene. So you're not getting punished for your Crushing Hammers right now, and that's probably what pushes it to be so strong. Because when it's like a Team Flare Grunt, where it's like once per turn, it took their supporters for the turn. It's like, okay, 
you at least you at least put themselves back but here it's like sometimes they get dead draws but usually they can get out of it with a Dedenne or a crobat and it doesn't matter or a professor's research so strong yeah i think that uh team flare grunt is a very very fair card team flare grunt is very fair you get you get a little bit of a boost because it's energy period and it's a hundred percent going to happen um, but it's a supporter. It's so. only on the active too, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. Like it should be a uh, evergreen card, like Professor's Research and Boss's Orders is now. It's like, oh yeah, villainous grunt. Yeah, that'd be cool. Now let's move on to where are we? I just lost where we were. <laughs> oh yeah, patches. Sublime, tell us about patches. Patches. Okay, so y'all probably heard of a card called Metal Saucer. Metal Saucer might <laughs> might be too good. Just because metal support is so dumb. So dumb. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It really centers up. Like, it came at the right time. But before there was Metal Saucer, there was Water Patch. And before there was Water Patch, for the OGs, there was Dark Patch. And they all do the same thing. Uh, they're all just type-specific. What they do is you are able to attach an energy of a specific type to one of your uh, Pokemon. And it's uh, no, it's energy acceleration as an item. And we love to see it. And it's energy acceleration from the discard. So then you have all your discard synergy cards. Oh, oh, compression, battle compressor. Oh, here, let me get some patch for it. It's so good. <laughs> Patches are so good. Oh, were you playing in a format with Ultra Ball? Let me discard that energy and then patch it. And all of a sudden you have something with two or three energy turn one. And it was, ev- it was, it was great. It was great. I kind of miss. Patches are always super fun. I kind of miss Max Elixir. That was a fun one too. I, I enjoyed Max Elixir as well. It's like look at the top seven and if you put a basic from there onto a bench Pokemon, it's like, that's a, that's a good card. And every deck could use it. All right. And we'll move on to our final card. We've got Lysander's Trump card. For those of you who don't know anything about this card, this was just, it was absurd. Each player shuffles all cards in their discard pile back into their deck, except Lysander's Trump card. For those of you who don't know, this card was the epitome of oppression when it was on its heyday. The games lasted forever. I feel like it got banned super fast after being printed, though. It was pretty quick. It was, like, pretty damn quick. <laughs> it's like, oh, this was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, and thankfully, I got into the TCG right after it got banned, so I never had to experience it in play, but I heard all the horror stories. Just draw, discard, draw more, discard more, get the card you want, draw more, discard more, get Lysander, use it again, draw more, discard more, get Lysander back again, and now... You can, <laughs> and now you're just prepared for the next turn, and you can do it all over again. It was completely and utterly absurd. Mm. And what was what was the deck that it, uh, that it, that it that it ran with that just destroyed everybody? Was it the Seismitoad deck? Uh, I'm gonna look that up. Hmm. Because that thing was just absurd. Well, it was during the Night March format, um, and yeah. it just destroyed Night March. And I think they were trying to sell Night March at the time too. So they said, you gotta go. <laughs> yeah. We got cards to sell. Yeah, it was it was, it was was crazy, too. Because, uh, I mean, uh, Night March was like, it was the best way to get into the TCG. That was my, that was my second deck. I think the, or no, it, it might have been my, yeah, it was my first deck uh, was Night March. Because it was so cheap. Yeah. yeah, and I was a huge fan of it for that reason. So then do we have the, uh, do we, do we know? I am not finding it. So maybe we'll have it at the beginning of the next segment. We're at the end of the show. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, you heard it here. All right, we'll move on to the next segment. Before you march as a titan, 
Do not be ashamed of the fear inside you. Embrace it as you witness the Venusaur best. Look, you guys, it's a Venusaur. All right, and we're back with the Venusaur best. Sigma, what's your choice? All right, my choice is Greedy Dice from, I believe, it was the end of XY era. It was Steam Siege, I think. But uh, what it does is nothing unless you take it from your prizes, in which case you get to flip a coin. And if you get a heads, you take an extra prize. Good times. Good times. <laughs> there was a card, I think, that let you switch your prizes out. Uh, I think we got that. So, like, you could go through so much effort if you were, like, to try it. It's just <laughs> such a giant waste of resources and time and effort yeah. for such enough. And at like, the same time, you had that card ooh. that you could flip your, um, uh, like, you could see. Prizes face yeah, up. All of your prize cards would be face up. Town what, map. Uh, town was map. it town map? Town map, town map. yeah. yeah. Like so it was map. like, there were, a, there were, there were plenty of people who were trying to make that work and like get some mm-hmm. modicum of consistency, but it was just never able to like, it was never worth yeah. it. It was never a good use of your resources, but the amount of effort people would go to, to be like, but if you do this and this and this and this and this, then you get it. And I'm like, you know what? For all that effort, you could have got a KO. <laughs> right. Go VH yourself. All those cards you're playing, trying to get three <laughs> dice in there and to know which one to draw. Like, uh, I'm already killing like three of your Pokemon or sorry, knocking out three of your Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, you could have spent all those cards, energy accelerating or something. Yeah. And it's a, but no, <laughs> it's a notable card right now because, uh, <laughs> recently in Japan, they revealed for their EV hero set, which who knows when we're getting that, whether it's going to be our special fall set or our regular fall set. But a card in there is dream ball, which has a similar effect. It only activates when you take a prize, but when you take it, you can reveal it and use it to get any Pokemon onto your bench. Is it when you take it as a prize, or is it just when, when you, you take, take a it prize? as a prize? When you take it as a prize. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah. that means you can get, like, a stage two in full play with it. So I don't think it's good, though. I still don't think it's good. <laughs> well, that's why I still want to be in a Sorbus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sublime. Let me tell you about... A time in history where I don't know what I, I guess the Pokemon company was on one. Okay, <laughs> Mega Evolutions. <laughs> Mega Evolutions. Uh, you know they were trying to tie in a new mechanic into the TCG, but when you Mega evolved a Pokemon and they were all EXs, your turn ended just fully. Your turn did end. You did not no attack, and that's really, really, really bad. It was really bad for momentum. TCG was a very, very fast format at the time. So they're seeing that, oh, no one's playing decks with our Mega Evolutions. What's up with that? They're supposed to be the stars. Um, it was because of the mechanics they chose to put in the game. <laughs> so what did they do as their quote-unquote solution? Spirit Links. <laughs> so Spirit Links were a tool that had to be equipped to a specific Pokemon to be useful at all. Uh, Which meant that but you couldn't have tools other than that. Yeah, so now it's costing you a real tool yeah. that and, actually and helps. And you have to get it into your hand before you can evolve it, or else you end your turn. Uh, and, yeah, it's messy. Oh, it's like, yeah, it, it was, there's so much it, red tape around it. It really hurt when you were opening booster packs and you opened a spirit link because it's like, I, I could care less about this card. Like, this is... Fully. And they were uncommons, too, so that hurt. Uh, ugh, anyway. Ugh. Uh, uh. <laughs> anyway, Spirit Links, what they did was when you Mega Evolved, if it was equipped already, your turn didn't end. So then, okay, you didn't end your turn. Now you're stuck with the Spirit Link 
and you can't have to get rid of it to equip something else. <laughs> it's just okay, but I actually chose Spirit Links uh, because there's a Venusaur Spirit Link, so it's literally trying. It's <laughs> Venusaur Spirit Link best. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> so my pick uh, is Thought Wave Machine. Uh, it's Rocket's secret machine, also in parentheses. Basically, you flip a coin until you flip tails, and then you choose a number of energy cards attached to your opponent's active Pokemon, equal to the number of heads, and return them to your opponent's hand. That in itself is really wordy, and it's kind of odd, And you're, but it's like, okay, it has to be the active, that's fine, it'll stop them from attacking me, blah, blah, blah. But you re- you're returning it to their hand, and their hand, and you're like, well, okay, they can just, you know slowly put them back on so it's not discarding so that's not that great either plus it's a 50 chance 50 percent chance to even see if you can even do one uh and then on top of that at the end they tack on your turn is now over mm-hmm. so basically when you play this card you have a 50 percent chance to end your turn instantly without doing anything making it the premier card for just doing nothing uh yeah, I mean, it's literally probably the worst card ever. Um, and I'm putting it on Venusaur Best because it's <laughs> it's Rocket's secret machine. And apparently they're trying really, really hard. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess, yeah, we can only ask them to do their very Venusaur Best. And this is, uh, this is it, folks. This is it. All right. Thank you all for listening to our show today. Uh, Sigma, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Oh, I can explain the, uh, the Lysander's Trump card decks right now, too. Oh, yeah. Go uh, for it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we fit, I found them. There were two versions of the deck, and apparently they lasted, like, almost an entire year before they had to, like, get axed, because they lasted as long as Shaman took to get out, and that was almost a year after, uh, Phantom Forces came out. So, uh, <laughs> there was a version that played Shaman and Seismitodiac. Both of them use Seismitodiacs to shut your opponent off of items. Uh, they also had a ton of crushing hammers, hypnotoxic lasers, mm-hmm. anything that flips super scoop ups. So you got your support Pokemon off of your bench, like your Jirachi EXs at the time, which would find your Lysander's trump card. Uh, oh, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> and then there was also a version with Slurpuff, and I don't really know what Slurpuff does. <laughs> but that was the other version of the deck. And... I think it lets you uh, draw one or two cards. Got it. Per turn. So it was another form of draw. Like a lot of draw. Yeah. The Slurpuff. I think if it was the active, you drew two. If it was passive in the bench, it was one. Okay. Yeah. So basically you would, you would, you would draw everything and, and then play like Yeah. You'd be able to draw through your deck with Shamans or Slurpuff and... Then just play Lysander's Trump card to put all your flippy cards back. Your opponent's not able to play the game because you're shutting them down from playing item cards. Uh, you have red card at the time, too. You have mm-hmm. to limit their hand size. So, yeah, just very toxic decks to be playing. 100%. Well, thank you guys so much for showing up. Thank you for doing this, Sigma. I always appreciate your input. Yeah, it was fun. Sublime? A pleasure as always, sir. Well, well, you know, now that things are opening up, we got to catch up in person soon. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, son. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's going to be... Yeah, 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 yeah. West Coast party. All right. 
So, and thank you to the listeners most of all for listening to the podcast. Uh, we love you guys. Take it easy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.